0: October 14th. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 17. And now, brothers and sisters, let us, Paul and his co-workers, tell you about the coming again of our Lord Jesus Christ and how we will be gathered together to meet him. Please don't be so easily shaken and troubled by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. Even if they claim to have had a vision, a revelation, or a letter supposedly from us, don't believe them. Don't be fooled by what they say. For that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the one who brings destruction. He will exalt himself and defy every God there is and tear down every object of adoration and worship. He will position himself in the temple of God. Claiming that he himself is God. Don't you remember that I told you this when I was with you? And you know what is holding him back, for he can be revealed only when his time comes. For this lawlessness is already at work secretly, and it will remain secret until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. Then the man of lawlessness will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of His coming. This evil man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power and signs and miracles. He will use every kind of wicked deception to fool those who are on their way to destruction, because they refuse to believe the truth that would save them. So God will send great deception upon them, and they will believe all these lies. Then they will be condemned for not believing the truth and for enjoying the evil they do. As for us, we always thank God for you, dear brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord. We are thankful that God chose you to be among the first to experience salvation, a salvation that came through the Spirit, who makes you holy and by your belief in the truth. He called you to salvation when we told you the good news. Now you can share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. With all these things in mind, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm and keep a strong grip on everything we taught you, both in person and by letter. May our Lord Jesus Christ and God our Father, who loved us and in His special favor, gave us everlasting comfort and good hope, comfort your hearts and give you strength in every good thing you do and say.
1: This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Jesus said to his disciples when he left the earth, before he left the earth, he pulls his disciples aside and he says, listen, it is to your advantage that I go away. He says that in John 16. It's to your advantage that I go away. I mean, think about that for a second. How in the world could it be to their advantage that Jesus leave the earth? These are the people that have been walking side by side with Jesus for about three years at this point. And Jesus says, it's to your advantage that I go away. I mean, can you imagine if you you actually literally walked with Jesus in the flesh? Yeah, Jesus walking around with you every day. Can you imagine what an advantage that would be? To have the Son of God walking next to you going, I know what you're thinking, oh, okay, all right. You know, I mean, just constantly, just right there, teaching you, discipling you. So after all that experience the disciples had, then Jesus says, hey, it's to your advantage that I go away. That must have been so confusing, but then he says in the next breath, because unless I go, the helper cannot come. And explains that when he goes back to heaven, he's gonna send the Holy Spirit and that they're gonna be better off with the Holy Spirit than having Jesus right there by their side. See, when you look at it in those terms and you think about how helpful it would be to have Jesus walking next to you, And for Him to say it's to your advantage is even better. Better than having me next to you is the Holy Spirit living in you. Guys, I've always known this next verse, but I just wonder if I really believed it. Um, Because if I did, gosh, this would bring so much comfort to me. Verse 11, he says, When you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. Do you believe that? About yourself. See, Jesus tells the disciples, look, you're gonna go up against, you know, the synagogue leaders, you know, people of a different faith. You're gonna go up against people that are rulers, governors, authorities. And he says, don't worry. Don't worry when you come up to those people about how you're gonna defend your faith. You ever worried about how you were gonna share your faith with someone? You ever got intimidated by someone like, oh, they know too much? I don't know enough to talk to them? See, this passage says, don't you worry when you go up in front of them, because the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time, what you should say. Doesn't say he's going to tell you ahead of time what to say. And that's the annoying part. You know, we want to know ahead of time. We don't like this faith thing. We don't like this, okay, God's going to just have to have the words come out of my mouth. We don't like that. But God promises that. And he uses that to comfort them. Look, the Spirit of God lives in you. That means anytime you are called to defend your faith or say something or speak up about God, you'll be able to say what needs to be said. Now the promise there doesn't promise that you're gonna win the argument, does it? A lot of times that's our, you know, that's our pride. This is, I gotta win, I gotta do this or that, or I gotta lead in the Lord. No, it just says that you'll be able to say what needs to be said. That the Holy Spirit will give you at that time what you need to say. That somehow your words will impact that person you're speaking to. This is so important because many of us don't speak up because because of fear. I don't know enough. I hear that all the time, I don't know enough. And yet, what does that say? He's gonna teach you what to say. It may not be enough to win an argument, but you'll say what God once said. Do you believe that? I mean, really? A lot of us, we will only talk to people that we know we're uh, intellectually superior to. You know, and we'll get intimidated by certain people. I don't know enough to talk to him, and so we end up talking to all these kindergartners. And, uh, you know, because why? We're relying on ourselves, and we don't really believe that God's gonna give me the right words to say. The simplicity of a new believer saying something, it's about a spiritual warfare. It's not about us and our intellect and us always knowing more, but there's something spiritual that takes place, and that God, through His Spirit, can cause you to say something that that person needs to hear at that moment. But do you believe that something supernatural will happen in your life when you just speak up and start talking about God? Because God promises that. See, that's where I say, you know what? Do we really believe in the Holy Spirit? To where we have that type of confidence? doesn't mean you, you, you know every answer. It doesn't mean that you won. doesn't mean you even necessarily led this person to the Lord. It just means you took the initiative. And you just started speaking in the power of the Holy Spirit and God will give you words to say and then you're done. That's successful in God's eyes. In the end, what's gonna matter is who did I impact? When did I just speak up for Jesus? So I can think of times when I got scared, I got intimidated and I just kept my mouth shut. And a lot of people do that. It's it's, it's an easy thing to do. Even the great prophets, you know, when God called Moses, what did Moses say? I can't talk. God says, who made your mouth? What do you mean you can't talk? You know, when he called Jeremiah in chapter one, he says, go say this. I can't talk, I'm just a child. And he says, don't say you're just a child. I'm gonna speak through you. Let me speak through you. Say what I tell you to say. This week, there'll be opportunities for you to do the same thing and just start talking. And what if we all took that seriously and really believed that we were God's instrument and that His Spirit really dwelt through us and we were His mouth. Man, what an incredible impact we would have on this world. See, stop saying you don't know enough, okay? Keep studying and everything else, but stop saying you don't know enough. You know what you need to know. Stop saying you don't have the words because God will give you the words. You don't have them right now, but you will. That's what faith is all about. And if we could just keep that in mind this week, one impact we could have this very week. Don't waste another week in life.
0: Psalm 84, verses 1 through 12 of the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. To be accompanied by a stringed instrument. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty! I long, yes, I faint with longing, to enter the courts of the Lord. With my whole being, body, and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home there, and the swallow builds her nest and raises her young at a place near your altar. O Lord Almighty, my King and my God, How happy are those who can live in your house, always singing your praises! Happy are those who are strong in the Lord, who set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. When they walk through the Valley of Weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs, where pools of blessing collect after the rains. They will continue to grow stronger, and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. O lord god almighty hear my prayer listen o god of israel o god look with favor upon the king our protector have mercy on the one you have anointed a single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else i would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my god than live the good life in the homes of the wicked for the lord god is our light and protector He gives us grace and glory. No good thing will the Lord withhold from those who do what is right. O Lord Almighty, happy are those who trust in you. Proverbs 25, verse 15 Patience can persuade a prince, and soft speech can crush strong opposition.